Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MSUM Dragons podcast, where we believe that the student-athlete experience here at MSUM is more than a game. I'm your host, John Webby Webking. We've got a long show for you today as we're joined by head football coach Steve Lockway, who will not only break down this year's class of 2021 coming into the Dragon family, but also give us some insight on how you determine the needs of a team without a season and recruit during COVID. For a full list of recruits, highlights, and coach comments on each signee, go to msumdragons.com slash nsd21. Now, let's get to signing day with head coach Steve Lockway. Coach Lockway, congratulations. It's signing day. We've gone through it all in the gamut of whatever this year's recruiting process was because it was quite the change. How does it feel to kind of have a, a moment at the end of the day to kind of take a breath and, and enjoy all the hard work you and your, your staff and all these connections that uh, they've made to bring in and grow our dragon football family. Definitely a, a big sigh of relief. It's been, uh, you know, I think every year recruiting has a, a certain level of stress that goes with it. Um, this year more than any, I think. But I think we all know that. That's the world we've been living in. And it's just been, you know, we're just trying to find ways that, that we had to navigate through it. And I think at the end of the day, what, what's so exciting is that we feel like we were still able to find a group that really um, reflected the DNA of our program and our culture. And I think, um, you know, right away when, when there were so many limitations and restrictions, that was a big concern. And so, um, Excited. It's all said and done. And, and we got the guys that, that we wanted to get and the guys that we feel like are great matches for, for our program are going to work, work their tails off going forward. So let's start at the beginning. Each year you begin the signing day process and recruitment process and kind of assessing your team's needs. But we didn't have a season to kind of feel those things out. How in the world do you determine the needs of your team um, without having been able to see them play and perform and find those those gaps of where you need to kind of get some more guys and some depth? Yeah, definitely a challenge. I think, uh, you know, one thing for us that, that works out pretty well is, you know, Coach Needham as recruiting coordinator, we've, we've kind of always adapted that approach. And we're, we're looking two years in advance, really. And so it kind of has allowed to stay at least on that, on that picture of knowing that a lot of guys are going to redshirt. Uh, we're trying to anticipate uh, holes, you know, before they happen. And so I, I do think that, you know, his vision has helped us with, with that being able to really plan in, in that regards. I think obviously the, the immediate needs are, yeah, it's hard to tell because you don't have a season. And so, uh, you know, we were undefeated this year. We won every game. Right. And so, you know, maybe there's no holes, so whatever, but um, you know, with that being said, there, there were some challenges, a lot of projection. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, um, that is what recruiting is. That is the program to a certain extent. You're trying to project what guys can do, how they're going to grow, maybe some position changes. And so, um, you know, we stuck with what we normally do as best we could. And I think it, it's worked for us. And how do you then recruit? Um, if you're trying to get that second year, how, how do you, I know some high schools and Minnesota's a little slower to start some of their, their seasons and playing games and stuff. So how do you recruit um, and what limitations, as you spoke about in the beginning, were you up against in trying to bring this group together? Yeah, it was definitely a, a up and down recruiting cycle because there were times where, 
you know, the state of Minnesota wasn't going to play. And so, um, you know, you're trying to project now off of junior film where they haven't, and we haven't seen them at a camp and, and, and that kind of sped the process up for some Minnesota players like, well, we're not playing, so we better figure out what our next step in, in life is. And so they kind of moved through the, pro, the process quickly and then slammed the brakes on because they, then they were going to play. And, and, you know, the Dakotas were, were in this, hey, we're going and we don't really want to think about it too much because we're playing. And so a lot of different timelines there, um, challenges in the sense of, you know, we were, we were not able to leave campus and recruit. And so this first year that, you know, I haven't been in a school or in a home or whatever now, maybe not physically, but I know what zoom is now and and able to do some of those things via zoom, which I think um, was good. It's not as good as being in person, but it's certainly, uh, certainly just fine. I think, um, you know, one of the the biggest challenges was just, um, and, and good things so just single single families at a time on campus. So I, I definitely felt like I got to spend a lot more time with each family. But the restrictions we had on, you know, inter, intermixing our current players with with the prospect. And so getting a chance to meet them and feel comfortable around teammates, you know, that for the most part wasn't wasn't in play. And so, you know, I think the best thing about our program that certainly isn't me, it's 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 our players. And so to to not be able to have the, the recruits be around our players and get a feel for what it really is like here and what what makes this place special through the eyes of of a peer um, not having that was a challenge to overcome and so um, you know we're happy that that we worked through it and hopefully moving into the future we can continue to to have our our players be the best salesmen for the program and one of the things that I know we spoke about last year when we were doing this was, the character references, um, as you talk about many character and the dragon way and all those things that, uh, you know, you're trying to bring in on top of the athlete, you're trying to find that culture fit. You talked about talking to the, the, the people at the front desk to talk about uh, try, trying to understand what kind of kid they are and their reactions and trying to get these kind of non-traditional references, if you will. How do you determine you know, those kind of things? Yes, you, you had maybe some more one-on-one, more direct personal time, but how did you manage to get those kind of character references uh, and identify red flags before um, doing the offers and signing portions? Yeah, that part was certainly more of a challenge. And, um, you know, the downside of not having a season was obviously down, but it did give us a lot more time to spend on recruiting and really dig deeper, even just in, in interaction with guys. I think understanding, you know, Zoom and being able to now read read faces instead of text messages or phone calls and having time for that in depth, I think certainly helped our staff from that standpoint. I think, you know, the other thing that was interesting is, you know, we all try and, and have a, a clear vision of what we're looking for both on the field and off the field. But sometimes, you know, if you see a guy at camp, which we didn't get to any camps this summer, or even you see him play, which we didn't get to see a lot of Minnesota kids play until well into the process, sometimes they can be such a good player that it can kind of cloud or distort your your view. You're like, oh, yeah, he's he's probably okay, guy. He's a really good player, you know. And we didn't have any of that for a long time. And so the only thing that really we could use to – separate recruits was the interactions we were having and how were they were they consistent were they 
were they on point? Were there red flags? Was it always green flags? Was it always when you're done, you're like, man, I, I love this guy. I want him to be on our team. I want to be around him. I think he enhances our culture, not just fits in, but enhances it. And so in reality, that became the primary measuring stick and there, because there was no other. And I think right. in the end, that worked itself out exactly how we wanted it to, because at the end of the day, obviously talent's important, but the intangible piece is that you, oh, you, you just can't put your, your finger on how important that truly is to the success of the entire program. And, and if fans, if you're watching and you want to kind of get to know a little bit of the inside scoop on each and every guy, go to the, the signing day page, um, msumdragons.com slash NSD21. Um, and you'll be able to watch the videos on each guy. And I help put those together and, you know, listen to all your comments on each guy of, those exact things. I mean, there was definitely uh, specific things that you discussed of what you're looking for in recruits and what that individual brought. So please go through and, and to learn more about this class and uh, go watch all those videos. But can you now give us a summary of this class that just came in this morning of, you know, let's first, I guess, start with defense. Um, what is coming in defensively in this National Signing Day class of 2021? I think, uh, you know, for the second year in a row, I really like the size overall, the length, um, long arm, long, just tall, tall athletes that we feel like are going to grow into, you know, who knows what positions, maybe they're staying at linebacker, they grow in the D line, maybe they're, you know, from safety moving down in. I think that for sure, I feel like our, our defensive line um, is maybe one of the best we've signed in, in a couple of years, just mm -hmm. as far as productive on the field, but, but they've got a great combination of we've got some guys that are that can play on the edge that can be disruptive in the in the pass game and in the run game and then you feel like you've got some interior guys that are physical stout against the run um, that play extremely hard and I think you know to be to be good defensively it all starts up front and if you can have a solid defensive line you're in great shape uh, if you look at our team coming back for next year you know, we have we were going to have a lot of seniors this year. Those those D linemen are are returning. You know, so we have a, a very senior heavy group to be able to to have these guys be molded under them. I think is certainly exciting. I really like where our linebackers are. Felt like we've got some guys that, like I said, have length and speed, athleticism that that can play kind of multiple spots. You know, Sam, Mike, or Will, and I think some of them eventually may may end up being defensive ends. You know, an edge pressure third down type guys. So I think the versatility is what's exciting. I think that's when you look at where offenses are going, they have a lot of different personnel packages. You've got to match up in a lot of different ways. So you've got to kind of have some, some guys that can do the same thing, match up in, in different sets that they're in, whether it's in, you know, basketball turns going big or going small, you know, we right. match it the same way on the football field now. Yeah. And so many teams throw so many different looks. It's, you've got to have that depth, that versatility for sure on the defensive side. Uh, offensively, um, what kind of firepower are we looking for out there? Well, you know, we, we did feel like we've always been really talented in the skill positions, you know, where you, you see a lot of, you know, the all-conference awards have, have gone to those guys. Um, and, and, you know, the senior class that we had where, where guys have graduated and moved on was, was similar to that. And so we knew we had to replace that. Um, you know, I think everybody always – always wants to know about the quarterback position because that is a that is a key piece it's on it's on my list of questions yeah. yeah it's a key piece I think if you look you know we've got two really good players that we're excited about and if you look at what they've done in their high school career as far as the amount of yards 
that they've thrown for, the amount of touchdowns they've thrown for, and, and the limited interceptions. They're, they're accurate throwers and they're productive throwers. And I think what's exciting is if you look at, and I'm not a huge stats guy, but, but if you look at what they've done statistically, the opportunities they've had to play, to make throws, to make decisions, is it's a huge body of work. And in the past, we, we've had quarterbacks have been able to be successful, but they've been in different offenses that haven't allowed as many opportunities for them to grow and develop in their high school years. And so we feel like we've got some developed quarterbacks that are coming in now because of the systems they've played in. And so that's that's extremely exciting. I think, um, you know, we, we ended up, you know, at running back, we got a top choice, which, which is always a good thing. And I think when, when we got him early, that kind of helped us focus on some other spots, you know, from that standpoint, we feel like we're able to get a, a you know, big body at, at receiver and, and match it with some speed with the smaller guys, which has always been where we have been and been able to be successful. We've always kind of had a big guy and we've had the the small shifty fast guys. And so I think um, the, the model that's worked for us offensively, we've, we've matched that again in this recruiting class. And then I think the, the difference um, this year will line again. I think if you look at the size of the bodies of our linemen, um, you know, that's where you need to be ultimately successful. You've got to be able to do that. And I think, you know, another unique thing, we, we signed two tight ends that that's a place where our offense needs to grow, needs to get better. We need to be able to control third and shorts. We need to re control goal lines. We need to control running the clock out with four minutes. And, and you have to get big to do that. And so I think we've got some big bodies that, that are physical that will help us be able to do those things and, and take care of that, those portions of the games that are important to win. Yeah, I see a couple uh, 6'6", 250-plus individuals on that O-line coming in. So that's always good to see. Um, some size up front to create some holes and move some other people. Um, so what, what kind of stories stand out in this group? Um, I, you know, I would love to go in depth in each and every guy. If you want that, that's what the website's for yeah. uh, to go and do that. But I know there's some connections here that are more than just watching a guy play and trying to get him part of your program. What are some of those stories that stood out to you of this group? Well, you know, some of it, we have, we have some brothers of players that are either current or former players. I think that's always a good sign of, you know, what, that their, their brothers either currently or, or in the past had a great uh, experience within our program. And I think, you know, that's, that's always been our best word of mouth has always been our best. It's, it's our players that are our best recruiters and then word of mouth as far as guys in their experience here. And if you look at our roster, you can, you, you can notice over the years, it's kind of back-to-back -back years where we end up with with guys from the same high school and I think that means you're doing good business and so I think that's unique to continue it to keep it in the family and we talk a lot about you know the dragon football as a family and so when it truly has multiple family members right in it, I think that's you know obvious I think uh you know you look at one of the things coach Rourke brought up in recruiting and, and he kind of said you know when, when we're going through and a lot of this is on characters and and our match with them and, and he kind of said you know what is it about them that makes us want to you know what go all in and bet on him like he's going to make it he's going to buy in he's going to be a guy that that in four to five years walks out of this program of being something that was special to the program not necessarily all conference but just right. made it through and like what does he have that that makes you bet on him and you know one of the guys was you know, how he, how he went in to work out early and had to find a place to work out before anyone else could, before things woke, 
would get up at four in the morning. I mean, shoot, the guy commits at, you know, 6 a.m. You know, it's only, that's the earliest commitment we've ever had. And it was after his workout, you know, or guys that are, are self-made made man in, in quarantine. We said that about our own players, but it was effective for these recruits too. They could have just sat in and, and done nothing and, and just gone nowhere. Or you could have bought in and started lifting in your garage and rock, find a way like Rocky and, and right. figure out how to work out. And, and that's things that we looked for and we asked, and we had guys that did that. We had guys that you know, they're 175 pounds as a junior and, and then they're up to 215 because they made a commitment to football. They made a commitment to using that time during quarantine. And, and that's a sign of the guys that are, they're internally motivated. They don't need people to push them to be great. They have a desire to great. They, they need us to surround them with other people like that, to give them a system and a process to be able to do that. And I think we had multiple guys like that in multiple times where you would, you would, leave a meeting here with the family after there. And you're like, this guy will push our culture to a new level. Look what he's done during quarantine for himself and for his teammates. And I think that was the big eye opener for us. So yeah, we need to go all in. This is the guy we need to have right now because he'll, he'll take our, our culture to the next level. And so we felt like we got multiple guys like that. And that's, that's, what's really exciting about this class. Yeah. It's interesting. The blend of talent fit, and making sure that both are checked and uh, and which one wins out in, in some conversations when you have to put the, the offer out and you only have so much and never enough to offer. And so it's, it's trying to find the best blend that you can. And sometimes you lean one way, sometimes you lean the other, but uh, I don't think you can never go first. wrong with leaning towards culture. Yeah. It fits right? always first for us. Cause at the end of yeah. the day, um, it's a grind. College football is a grind. I think what we see today is exciting, right? There's a lot of social media. There's a lot of, oh, Twitter followers and hits. And, and that's fun. Uh, and that's great. But this is just truly just the beginning. You know, the hard work is what's really going to happen. And there's there's no uh, selfie pictures of that. There's no Instagram. There's no people following you around with cameras for that. That's, that's when the lights are off and it's dark. Um, you got to do the work when no one looks. So when the lights do come on, on on Saturdays in the fall or Thursday night for the home opener, that that's where that, that works revealed. And so, um, you know, this is the beginning of the process is exciting, but by no means is it that anybody's arrived. There's a lot of work still to be done. And, and I think these guys know that and they, that's why they're here. They like that. That's, that's what they wanted in recruiting. They don't want all the, the flash and this or that. They, they know that this is work. This is the beginning of it. This is the opportunity. Um, and they'll capitalize on it. Well, let's talk about that Thursday night and that that Saturday's uh, game days as we look forward to 2021's football season. Um, what does the future of Dragon football look like after not having a, a fall season this year? Yeah, you know, hope it's going to be a kind of a new team, right? Like there's right. going to be a lot of new faces that you know you might not recognize guys that that have stepped into starting roles, playing roles that you know, maybe we're just redshirt or maybe, you know, are just here right now for the first time. And so I, I think everybody have a little different view. I think the exciting piece is, you know, while there are restrictions, it has changed the way we've been able to practice. And so we can do some things to, to better develop our guys, I think, which we've capitalized on um, this spring. We've got a couple joint kind of practices and scrimmages set up kind of like a, an NFL preseason would be things you never have opportunity to do. So we got a chance to 
to, to get some, some better work as far as development than you can just against yourself. So I think that part's exciting. And then, uh, you know, obviously it's all trying with the goal in mind to be ready to play next fall. You know, when it's not it's not about playing games and for us winning three games this spring. It's about preparing our team to put them in position to win when we get to the fall, when, when the championship series opens back up. And that's the, the driving force between, behind why we're training and the timeline we're training behind. Final words on the class of 2021. Pumped up. You know, I think um, a lot of craziness to the year, uh, but a lot of resiliency was shown in the process. And I think these guys showed it. And I think that's really what we're, we're about. We're a find a way attitude, uh, you know, what blue collar chip on your shoulder type people. And, and these guys had COVID and quarantines thrown at them. And so to make, they, they had a chip on their shoulder. They, they went blue collar. They found a way and figured out how are we going to keep doing what we're doing and, and take it to the next level. Um, and so in essence, while it, created so many challenges it also opened the door and shined the light on the exactly the type of kids that we want and that make it here and so uh believe it or not I think it was a bit of a blessing and you know time will tell we'll see how these guys pan out but I think they've they've been molded um and been been able to show what the things that we need the things that we want the things that we are um and so that's what I'm excited most about that's uh, a great mindset to take, Coach. Thanks for joining us today, and uh, congratulations on a lot of hard work today. You bet. Thank you. Thank you, Steve, and thank you for listening to the MSUM Dragons podcast today. Again, you can find everything on the Dragon Football Recruits of 2021 at msumdragons.com slash NSD for National Signing Day 21. If you want to know, maybe like hit that subscribe button or share button. I'd greatly appreciate it. Hopefully you do so because you believe what we believe. The student-athlete experience here at MSUM is more than a game. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And of course, Go Dragons! Go Dragons!